Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about how if mindfulness can make you a better person. More to come on that in a moment. But first, it is Two Bell Tuesday. Yes, everyone's favorite day of the week. Why? Because we get two bells instead of the usual one. So, in a moment, I am going to grace your ears with the velvety, luscious sound of a meditation bell. And you're not going to get it just once, but you're going to get it twice. And when you do, bring your full presence, your full awareness to the sound of the bell until that second bell dissolves all the way back into silence. Here it comes. Thank you, Two Bell Tuesday. Now on to the less exciting part of this podcast episode, which is the actual content. In today's session, as I said, we're going to talk about mindfulness and its relationship to making you a better person, ethics. Now, if you're not in the, the mindfulness world or the Buddhist, the Dharma world, or contemplative practices, uh, that, that space... Um, you might not be aware of this, but ever since mindfulness has hit the mainstream, there's been a lot of, um, I don't know, philosophical debates and often very heated uh, debates around um, teaching mindfulness without simultaneously teaching ethics. A bit of background into why that's a point of contention, uh, even though mindfulness is not exclusive to any particular religion. Um, Some of the best articulations of it do come from the Buddhist tradition, which is why I ended up uh, spending time on Buddhist retreats and uh, living as a Buddhist monk for a period of time, just because if um, you really want to go into meditation and mindfulness, that that is one of the best traditions to explore. Uh, And you know, as mindfulness was being taught in more of a secular way, a lot of the teachers that were introducing it did have more of a Buddhist background, but were teaching it in a way that, I don't want to say stripped it of its ethics, but um, tried to take out what were the most practical aspects of um, teaching mindfulness and meditation that would make sense to... uh, to an audience that really doesn't have an interest, but let's say in the the full depth and breadth of Buddhism. And that often looked like, um, you know, this practice of mindfulness meditation as a form of a mental uh, training practice, a way to train our mental faculties, our attention, presence, focus, awareness. And, you know, if compassion comes out of that, empathy comes out of that, great. But not as much brought to the forefront, which, you know, makes sense. I think in a lot of the ways we hear mindfulness these days, plastered on the front cover of a magazine, it's often 
in the form, the shape of uh, mental health practice or a way that we can improve our well-being and our happiness. And then like sort of at the end of that, it's like, and make the world a better place. So a lot of people or some people, let's say, uh, don't believe that mindfulness itself. Um, some people believe it's don't. It's not ethical to teach mindfulness without also teaching ethics, and they'll often cite examples of bringing mindfulness into the military or mindfulness into business to make people more productive. And the argument in the military is like, okay, so what are we making? Like mindful snipers. So all of that's been happening for for some time. That conversation is a pretty big conversation. And I actually agree uh, that it's an important conversation to have. I've been part of that conversation for some time. Um, I sat on a panel uh, at NYU back in March of 2019 with about five other people. actively talking about this and debating this. So it's a it's a big thing and there are a lot of points to be taken into consideration and uh and I whatever I say in this episode as a perspective, I want us to hold it in a much larger conversation and when you're considering this question of do these practices cultivate a sense of morality, ethics, well-being or, or making us a better person, um I I do encourage all of us to lean into that conversation because it's very important to hear all perspectives. And with all of that said, I am going to offer one way in which I do think mindfulness, uh, just as a practice in itself, can make us a more ethical person and, in fact, is an inherently ethical practice. And this is because it is connecting us more intimately with our our own experience and moments of making decisions, uh, thinking, behaving, acting uh, in ways that feel in alignment for us or out of alignment. And when I say in alignment versus out of alignment, I'm roughly talking about like in alignment with what we sense to be the right thing to do. What is ethical is a whole big conversation. So in in this, and nobody's, I think, come to any uh, conclusive uh, definition of what is ethics. So in in this context, I'm going to leave that to you to, to determine uh, what it means to live in alignment with your what you would consider your moral framework. Um, but this this practice that we're doing, let's just say you know, meditation, uh, cultivating more awareness of our thoughts, emotions, sensations, our bodies, our minds, all of that really sensitizes us to how we're feeling in relationship to all of our moments. Um, me thinking through these ideas around ethics has uh, coincided recently with a, a talk I attended with Gil Fronsdale in Redwood City, California, and he was also talking about ethics. And one of the things he said was, um, there's very good evidence to suggest that people that are committing crimes or doing hurtful things to others are very disconnected from 
themselves, from their minds, from their bodies, or they're just more caught up in their heads, in their desire, what they're chasing and trying to excel and um, get something, but not in touch with, uh, not sensitized to the impact that that's having on them. And I think, you know, anyone that's kind of walked a, a path that's been out of alignment for some time knows that you you can get away with it for a bit, but it eventually catches up to you. And especially when you slow down, you start doing more inner work, you get still and you, you listen and you like reconnect with yourself. A lot of that stuff comes up to the surface as regrets that can be extremely painful. Went through a whole bout of that in, in Burma and it was hard, very hard. Um, but very easy to not track that in real time to not be sensitized to that in real time when we're so caught in our heads and disconnected from our bodies and not aware not attuned so one of the arguments for mindfulness being an inherently ethical practice that you know you don't need to tell people what is good and what is bad you just teach them this awareness this attunement to themselves um, is that it, it is sensitizing us it's sensitizing us to how uh, a certain thought feels um, and how an action feels in the world. Like we, you, you watch little kids, um, you, you see that they can tell when something feels off or when something feels good, when someone's doing something wrong, when they're doing something right, that morality is, is developing a sense of what is right and wrong. And again, there's gray area here. It can shift based on cultures, but in general, there, there is that sense we have as humans, and the more in touch we are with ourselves, the more we can feel that. And the less we want to to act in ways that don't feel good. I notice for my myself, most of this is actually, I'd say almost all of it has come directly from my meditation practice. It's just I'm very protective over my internal ethics uh, and living in accordance with them. Now, this isn't somebody's objective ethics. It's my my internal compass of what I am creating for myself and assessing as what feels right or wrong um, according to, to me and the variables at play and where I'm at in my life. Uh, but I know when something is off and I can feel it and it doesn't feel good. And I want to avoid that like uh, like a hot coal. Uh, and I didn't have that in the same way before my meditation practice, uh, before getting into mindfulness. And so as, as you continue getting into some of this work and maybe as you think about your day and the rest of the week, uh, see if you can cultivate that that quality of awareness not so much for the sake of cultivating ethics but but see if as you are cultivating that awareness there's also more of an attunement to what feels right and what feels wrong what feels ethical what feels unethical moral not moral in alignment or out of alignment that's probably the most secular way we could put it in alignment or out of alignment and I like that because it's it's like okay we're we're walking a line it's like ah, I'm kind of tilting off the line something doesn't I'm out of equilibrium equanimity and I'm like what would be required to bring me back we have an internal sense of that and the more we can the more we can live um, 
in a way that's connected, the more at peace we can be, truly. It's one of the greatest things we can do for our own peace. Okay, so that's all for today's episode. I hope this gives you something to think about. And again, I do want to remind you that um, like these these ideas uh, this is a one way <laughs> street when this kind of podcast format so um, you know if you listen to me for a while there's the potential that uh, or if you like certain things I've said in the past there is the potential that you can go okay well if Corey says it, it must be right or there's more truth to associated to it than untruth um, and I do just want to make sure we, uh, what am I trying to say? Um, all these conversations, some of these conversations are really big conversations and I want you to come to your own conclusions and have your own explorations around this. You might, as you go deeper into this work, think, you know, no, actually the teaching of mindfulness does need simultaneous teachings of of ethics and what's right and what's wrong and what's moral immoral Um, and maybe we shouldn't be just teaching uh, mindfulness to anyone or just in the workplace for the sake of productivity whatever it might be so I have my my own perceptions of it but it's come out of my own experience I'll offer that experience to you but I want you to keep an open mind and uh, if there are people that are pushing back, if you see an article on Facebook where someone says something about mindfulness um, uh, and, you know, how it's not being taught correctly, instead of rolling your eyes at it, uh, I, I would read it because I read all of those, even though they piss me off sometimes. <laughs> I do read all of them because I want to hear all the different perspectives. And I think that is a huge part of the work we're doing. Um, as humans trying to get a little better at life each day to make sure we're maintaining an open mind hearing all these different viewpoints um, and and integrating them and letting that evolve over time I think that's the best one of well my opinion is right now that is that is the way I'm going about my life and uh, I'll encourage that as well So I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for your time and for uh, some extra rambling today. (laughs) Talk soon and take care. Hey, before you go real quick, if you're new to this podcast and you want some follow-up resources like guided meditations, book recommendations, app recommendations, mindfulness starter kit, uh, we have those for you. All you need to do is text your email address to this number, plus one six three one three three seven eight two nine eight, and you will get an automated email to your inbox with all of these resources. And again, you can use them in conjunction with the podcast, uh, especially if you're looking to start a meditation practice. Again, that number is plus one six three one three three seven eight two nine eight. All right. Thank you so much. Talk to you tomorrow. Until then, take care.